Which Chicago Bears should you be buying and selling in your dynasty leagues? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, today we are talking about the Chicago Bears, and let's just jump right into it. Who is the one player you are buying this offseason on the Bears? Marcus, I don't like you pigeonholing me into picking one player. Because you have to pick one, though. If I've learned anything in my research for this podcast, it is that apparently I want to buy all the Bears. Is that a, like build a bear? I, I want to buy a bear. Buy a bear. Um, like I, I've realized that like picking one player feels very much like a challenge. Uh, and I think that's a true compliment to what this organization has done just in the last off season, honestly. But since I have to pick one, I am going to go with the obvious choice, but I, just because I want to, I want to shout a couple of stats out that I just absolutely blew my mind. That's right. I'm buying Bears quarterback, Justin Fields, who really, really hard not to like at this point, right? Like fifth uh, among all quarterbacks in fantasy points per game last year, did it all while not being overly productive as a passer. And Mm -hmm. like, just as a testament to how much this guy ran and the explosive plays he was able to make, he was one of just 17 players in the entire NFL to exceed a thousand rushing yards, the only quarterback to do it six in rush yards per game among all players. He had (laughs) one more touchdown, 109 more rushing yards than Najee Harris, a designated running back, like absolutely insane tied for the second most runs of 20 or more yards, like explosion for days. And it feels very much like the Jalen hurts breakout of Mm -hmm. 2022. Like, What we've seen time and time again, and this feels like it's like a trend. I feel like uh, GMs are kind of catching on to the secret to developing quarterbacks as a passer. And big shock, it's getting talent at the receiver position and getting them actual capable weapons. We saw it with Josh Allen. They upgrade to Stephon Diggs. Suddenly he has a, a true wide receiver one. And he's a great passer. Jalen Hurts, acquire him a, a stud in A.J. Brown. Boom. Develops mm-hmm. as a passer. I do think that D.J. Moore is a wide receiver who, you know, on his own might not be my favorite player for fantasy. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Yes, but, but I do think that he is a true wide receiver, one that definitely safens the floor of his quarterback. And I think we're going to see a similar move forward for, you know, Justin Fields for this entire offense this year. I mean, I agree with everything you said. I, I think he's the biggest buy for this team. And one of the reasons for me why I'm buying him is 
the price. Like I, I jumped on to Dynasty League Football today to look at the startup ADP, and I was shocked to learn that Justin Fields wasn't a top five Dynasty quarterback in startup ADP. He's not even six. He's going right now as QB seven uh, behind, you know, obviously Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. And it's like he's going to put up more fantasy points than Justin Herbert every year. He's going to outscore Joe Burrow every year. I I know those guys are better on the field quarterbacks, but what we care about is rushing yards, right? And we care about how how that provides us a safe floor. You mentioned all the recent examples of quarterbacks that were only runners that became you know better passers as they got later in their career. Look no further than Josh Allen. Even Lamar Jackson has improved a lot since early in his career. This, this is just kind of the, tra- the trajectory that happens. And with Chicago adding so much talent to that receiving core and to the offensive line this offseason, how is he not a buy? Yeah, I think this is definitely going to be sort of that last buy window, though, yeah. for Justin Fields. Because I, I do think if he takes a step forward as a passer, um, that puts him in this sort of like untouchable category like Jalen Hurts really hard to trade for right now because he kind of broke through that ceiling Justin Fields similarly only 24 years old um, and I I think we'd all argue like the the ceiling's very much untapped because he did he, he provided a lot of that production as we said not really producing a ton as a passer now a couple things I want to point out too that just have me like overall encouraged right um, one thing that I think just generally speaking has maybe not like scared some people off, but um, maybe raised some concerns for Justin Fields is uh, like the sacks, right? And it took 55 sacks in the last year. Um, not not great. Um, it, you mm-hmm. don't want to see your, your quarterback getting sacked. And it, it can be an, an indicative stat of, uh, you know, quarterback play as well as offensive line, but um, wanted to point out, because I've heard so much conjecture about this, that when we actually look at the percentage of dropbacks that like he's responsible for a pressure, which is a a signature PFF stat, Mm -hmm. um, they break down pressure responsibility by position. We actually see Justin Fields ranking behind Jalen Hurts, uh, just ahead of like Kenny Pickett, Patrick Mahomes, like, well behind Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Brock Purdy in the percentage of pressures that he himself is responsible for either maybe via, you know, holding on to the ball too long, misreading going into like, I, I, I don't think that we can hold these sacks against him. They have made moves uh, to improve the offensive line here. Um, I just think that we should be, we should be encouraged by all the stats we've seen. And, um, I mean, Justin Fields, even from when you look at his, his splits between when he's being pressured and when he is not, you do see a nice jump in production when mm-hmm. he is not being pressured, which it, like, it, it's really hard to gauge quarterback, you know, processing when they are facing pressure. Like there are some, there are some quarterbacks that like can do it uh, and be unfazed like a Patrick Mahomes, but if you want to get a true gauge on how quarterbacks are playing the field, you have to look at what they're doing when they're not pressured. And again, you see a nice jump in production. It's not elite, but again, I I mean, he was throwing to like Dante Pettis last year. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt now that we have DJ Moore in the mix. A couple trades really quickly in super flex leagues involving Justin Fields. 
Uh, Justin Fields for Matt Stafford in the 102. Give me Justin Fields. Yeah, so that's basically, I think for the most part, Anthony Richardson is the number one quarterback that's being drafted in super flex leagues. I, uh, okay, so I guess it might depend. Would you prefer, prefer a, a Matthew Stafford plus Anthony Richardson or – because I guess theoretically it could be Anthony Richardson or it could be Bijan. Does that change the the equation at all? Oh, it's a good point. You're saying if if Richardson goes first in a super flex league ahead of Bijan, yeah, I think if I agree. If it's Bijan, I'm taking Bijan over Fields. But if it's Richardson, I'm taking the Fields side. Of, good, that's a good point there. I failed to mention that. Uh, next one. Uh, this one's really interesting. Justin Fields for Najee Harris, two oh five. And then a first and second round pick next year's draft. Um, and this is super flex. Super flex. These are all super flex trades. Oh man, Marcus, that's that's definitely. That's I think there's there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there. Um, I definitely think it depends on sort of what uh, what the other team looks like. Like, where do you what, project like, that? Yeah, like is that a top five pick? Is uh, and like again, anything can happen. So when you're projecting these picks, like let's be clear, you do not know. Like every single year, there are surprise teams, just like the NFL, that come out and absolutely crush it and finish in first out of nowhere. But like generally speaking, is it a team that looks like they're ready to contend, or is this looking like it could be potential top three pick? That's probably the tiebreaker that I'd use there. I'm leaning at this point. If if we're assuming it's a mid to late, let's say yeah, let's say pick. Yeah, I, I'd probably lean the the Najee plus pick yeah, side. I would agree. Uh, last one: Justin Fields and Elijah Moore for Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham. A little Raven stack there. Hmm. I'll take Lamar. I I think I will as well. Yeah. Um, but. To be honest, just by looking at Dynasty League football, not a lot of trades for Justin Fields. So uh, go see if you can make one and then report back to us. We want to know what what it takes to uh, to acquire Justin Fields in your Superflex Dynasty Leagues. Okay, let's talk about the player that we want to sell from the Chicago Bears. There aren't many, but there is one that kind of stands out, at least to me. We'll get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I mean, right now, I would bet on the Nuggets to win the NBA championship. I think they are by far the best team left, but that's just me. Gee, I wonder who's going to win that. That NBA Finals MVP. I don't know. Uh, yes, a probably guy named Jokic. Uh, there's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday I believe to do the Lions and the Packers and then Kate, you and I breaking down the Vikings later in the week. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. Okay. Let's talk about our dynasty sell for the bears, because I got a feeling you and I have the same name. Who do you got? DJ Moore. Yep. It's DJ Moore. I, I hinted at it earlier. So I'm sorry if I gave away the farm here, but again, folks, we do not share our 
our pre-show analysis here yep. because we want it to be in the moment and we don't want to give you guys any shortage of uh of takes here but definitely dj more for me i gushed for about 45 minutes on justin fields let's let's give you the field here marcus on dj Moore, and i'm gonna guess i'm gonna agree with anything you have to say dj Moore is one of my favorite players in the league like i just i love his game i love how he plays i love how consistent he he has been i mean in 2019 2020 and 2021 he had exactly 1200 yards or 1215 yards and four touchdowns like the model of consistency every single year Last year had a spike in touchdowns, actually scored seven. It's just we're going into year six now. The you know, it's a different scenery, right? It's gonna be a team that doesn't throw the ball as much as he's used to. Plus, Chicago just has a lot of weapons now, right? It's DJ Moore and Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney and Bayless Jones and Tyler Scott and Cole Komet and all these running backs they have, plus Justin Fields' legs. I still think DJ Moore can get to a thousand yards and seven touchdowns, but he's just not the dynasty asset that he was two years ago when he was 24 and putting up these numbers. I would flip him for some players that are going around him, like in the same range, like Jordan Addison. I like more right now. Terry McLaurin. I like more now. I just think that we've probably have seen his Zenith of his career so far. Oh, look at you. Big words. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think here's for me, like DJ Moore, I don't think there's a better example in the NFL right now. Like we always talk about there, there are fantasy players there are there are players that are good for fantasy that aren't necessarily great football players. Right. But you have to play the game. You have to play to the scoring settings. You like, mm-hmm. you have to manipulate those things. And sometimes that produces fantasy assets that aren't necessarily the best players on the field. And mm-hmm. that's where the disconnect between fantasy and real life happens. I do think there's a disconnect between actual skill set with DJ Moore and that translating to fantasy production. I would agree. Uh, yes. Like since he was drafted back in 2018, like generally speaking, the the floor and the you know, the, the overall production, the ceiling for DJ Moore relatively like underwhelming uh just finished six percent of his games in the top five like the ceiling's not overly high to comp like Allen robinson, right. uh, robinson has finished uh you know with seven percent of his games in the top five Allen robinson has finished with more uh with a higher percentage of games in the top five than yep bj moore um like T Higgins, for example, if we're making sort of comps, 15% of his games in the top five, DJ Moore, even when we're looking at top 12 production, right? Wide receiver one, uh, 18.75% of his games as a wide receiver one. Not great. Like even when we're comparing him to, uh, again, T Higgins, 21.5%. Like when you go down the list, the majority of, DJ Moore's production has come as a wide receiver for worse, 47.5% of his games. And again, when we, you know, compare to the elites, yeah, that's not going to stack up, but like it, it feels like we pay this premium for DJ Moore based on the fact that he is a good NFL wide receiver and legitimately good player in the NFL. Yes, he is a legitimately good player and that, but again, that is one of those moments where we have to step back and say, okay, 
that does not always translate to fantasy greatness. And though I think DJ Moore is great for Justin Fields. It's going to help that offense dramatically, right? Absolutely. Like he's not a player that is a ceiling player. And to be honest, like the floor is not high enough for me to want to pay that price. He is aging. It's just, I feel like this is a good moment to sell DJ Moore because of this hype, because of this change in scenery. If people are, excited for what he could do you know in tandem with justin fields i'm moving on as quickly as possible what i would like to do if i'm going to sell him is flip him for a receiver who is a little bit younger who's maybe a little bit less proven for example i've seen a couple trades where it's dj Moore for christian watson i would take the watson side right absolutely or if it's I mean, I mentioned Jordan Addison. That's a guy that I would be targeting. And maybe you could get a rookie draft pick where you're in position to draft him. Uh, That's appealing. I'm going to run through some trades really quickly. And there's been a ton of them over the last few weeks. Um, Justin Fields for the 108. These are all all super flex leagues, by the way. DJ Moore? Yes. You mean? Okay. Um, DJ Moore for – sorry. DJ Moore for 108 in a super flex league. Yes. Yeah, I'll take the 108. Okay. Uh, 111 for DJ Moore. I'll take the 111. 112 for DJ Moore. I'll take the 112. Okay. 203. That might be pushing it. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I feel. Like once we get to the second round, it's pushing it a little bit. But that's not the trade that I want to make if I'm selling DJ Moore. It's not for a rookie pick. It's for an already in the NFL player that's young, right, who you're hoping can maybe take the next step. I I think that's probably where you're going to get the most value. This is one of my favorite uh, recent trades for DJ Moore. DJ Moore and 200 blind bidding dollars. I have to assume that that's probably the majority of your fab for if the not year. All. Yeah. For Drake London. Yeah, give me Drake London in that. Give one. me Drake London. Like that that's a player uh, just last week we talked about his potential to uh, like if we we're going to pin any of these, you know, mid-tier wide receivers to potentially be top 5 dynasty assets next year, it's going to be Drake London. Drake London's ceiling exponentially higher than DJ Moore. And I do think his floor is pretty much similar. Oh, I think Drake London has a higher floor, to be honest. I mean, there's just fewer targets in that passing game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's talk about our dynasty hold to the Chicago Bears next. All right, Kate, to finish up the show, who is the one player that you're going to hold on to just to see where the value uh, ends up? I'm probably going to like, this feels just gross, but I'm probably just going to hold Chase Claypool. Like that's the one that I, I have a lot of buys. Like I, I think Cole Komet, very interesting buy just because his, uh, it, it feels like the temperature is cooling off a bit on Cole Komet's. So like he kind of feels like a buy for me. Khalil Herbert kind of feel, like all of these guys feel like buys except yeah. Chase Claypool. The reason he's a hold is because I don't think anybody's buying, right? Like, there's not a market for Chase Claypool right now, but when we consider, uh, you know, a the the prospect, love Chase Claypool, you know, his athleticism and it, what he can do at his size, pretty incredible. Hasn't translated to the field at this point. If you think this passing offense is going to take a step forward, great. Um, like, let's not forget the Bears traded the 32nd overall pick for mm-hmm. Chase Claypool. Like I do think that might buy him a little bit of time with impatience with this organization, just given the investment and 
that's all I got on Chase Claypool. Not excited about it, but yeah, I get it. Wide receiver 77. You, you, if you've held him this long, you might as well hold out one more year to see if things click with a full off season. We'll see. The guy for me is Khalil Herbert. Um, I'm actually in the dynasty league last night where I was offered Khalil Herbert in a trade and I didn't say yes, partly because the rosters are so small, 12 man rosters, which is so much fun. Uh, it is just like, do I, how much conviction do I have that he's going to be a, you know, RB two this year with the addition of Deontay Foreman with the drafting of Roshan Johnson with Justin Fields eating into so much of the, you know, the rushing production. I don't know. But he's also somebody I don't really want to sell either because whenever he's got an opportunity, okay, he's been awesome, right? And it, and if you look at the competition, it's Deontay Foreman on a one-year deal and you know a day three pick in Roshan Johnson, who we liked a lot. But again, it's just a day three pick. So I think Herbert's the one guy that I'm, I'm willing to just let it ride and let's see what it looks like after six weeks of the season. You're wrong. Um, you're wrong. <laughs> Khalil Herbert. I like, I get it. You know, Deontay Foreman. Great. Um, like still last year, breakout season, 914 rushing yards, average 4.5 yards per carry, big whoop, nine targets, big whoop. Yeah. Like it were, it, I'm not discounting Khalil Herbert, a young running back uh, for an age 27 guy who had one, good season with the Panthers, like Khalil Herbert, I get it. And Roshan Johnson added to that offense. One of my favorite running backs out of this class, but like, let's just a snippet of Khalil Herbert's production, 5.7 yards per attempt. First among running backs, 3.67 yards after contact per attempt. Third among running backs, 22.5% missed force tackle rate. That's 10th among running backs. 17% of his runs went for 10 or more yards. That is the second highest rate in the NFL. Give me Khalil Herbert, ladies and gentlemen. Good night. And, and we've seen Kate, like whenever he's got a chance to start, he's been awesome. I, three starts in his career. I'll give you the numbers right here. Uh, against Green Bay, 19 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown, two for 15 in the receiving game. Against Tampa Bay, 18 for 100, five for 33 in the receiving game. And then last year against the Giants, 19 for 77, one for 24. Like that game is not amazing, but you're still getting double-digit fantasy points. He's been really good whenever he's, he's played. Now he's dealt with some injuries. Um, and he, again, he's a day three pick, but he's hung around this long and it seems like he is going to start. I want to at least see it for a couple of weeks before I decide to make any type of move. That's fair. I know this wasn't even this. I, I had to argue with you on. That's fine. We haven't really argued at all. We, no. yeah, we haven't argued at all. Yeah. Uh, I am also just a little bit intrigued by Valus Jones just because he was somebody that they drafted in the third round last year. I think he can play in the slot, and I think he's really good with the ball in his hands. I'm not saying I'm going out and buying him. He's probably available in most of your dynasty leagues right now, but somebody who I am keeping an eye on because Chase Claypool going into the final year of his contract, Darnell Mooney going into the final year of his contract, uh, and we know that Bayless Jones has been productive whenever he's been on the field. So keep an eye on him. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen every day. This podcast is free and available on all platforms. Uh, go check out Kate on Twitter at Kate Magic. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Matt and Ryan will be back uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday to continue our preview of the NFC North. And we'll see you guys right back here on Thursday.